uh, all week long I've, I've gotten messages and text messages and emails that said, man, this, I need this. Like, this is what's going on in my life right now. And the truth of the matter is it's going on in everybody's life. Everybody deals with it. Saved people, unsaved people, people who are, you know, following Jesus, people who aren't following Jesus. Everybody has to deal with this. As a matter of fact, if the enemy can get your mind, he can get everything else about you. Say amen to that. Come on, if he can get in your mind, he can control everything else. He can control your relationships. He can control you on your job. He can control your finances. Some of y'all, that's why you're broke. It's in your mind. <laughs> Some of you are like, I need deliverance from that so I can get, I can get right. So if he can get in your mind, everything else goes haywire because of what, what you're thinking, because of what's in your mind. Here's what we said last week. We said that thoughts are like trains because they take you somewhere. They always take you somewhere. And some of you, so all of us, we, we are where we are today because our thoughts took us here. And wherever we end up tomorrow, it will be because our thoughts take us there. Thoughts are like trains. They always take you somewhere. And so we're, we're talking about those mind monsters and what they do in your mind. Here's what we said. There are a couple of them we sort of brought out. We said fearful imaginations and despair and all kinds of stuff. Anger and worry and insecurities and guilt and sadness and we said some of y'all look at that picture and go man I got every one of those I got all of those like my head's jumbled up with all of that stuff right now uh, th th this series is going to help you uh, get through some of that stuff I, 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 want, I really want to help you get past that I want you to help you win the war of your mind because I think that it's possible for us to do that I think it's God's will for you to live in peace come on everybody say amen to that it's God's will for you to live in peace it is not God's will for you not to have joy in your life as a matter of fact, if you are sad all the time and walk around Walmart or H-E-B with your mouth hanging down, walking around in your house shoes, just looking at the ground, talking about how bad the world is, don't tell nobody you come to City Hills Church till you get delivered. When you get right, when you get happy, when you get joy in your heart, everybody wants what you've got. And there's some folks who wonder, why, do, why don't my family come to church with me? It's because they don't want whatever's wrong with you. <laughs> so I want, I want us to be a happy people. I want it to be full of joy, and I want you to have peace in your life. Here, here's the verse that we're using for the overarching um, uh, uh, series that we're talking about. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 says this. Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. He says, we demolish. I love that language. He says, we don't let them stand. We demolish every argument and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and we make it obedient to Christ. The scripture says this. He says, Paul says, listen, there are going to be things that try to set themselves up against what you know about what God says. It's the reason why church is so important. Listen, what, what we do here, it's so important because you get God's word here. As a matter of fact, in just a couple of moments, we're going to read where when you, when you hear God's word proclaimed over you, the Bible says faith rises in your heart. Faith comes by hearing God's word. So when you get in God's word, when you open the Bible for yourself, you, you're to line up, I'm to line up what God says about me to what's going on in my head. And he said, whatever it is in your head, if it sets itself up against what God is saying about you, if God says that peace can be yours and there's despair there, if God says that you can have joy and there's depression there, if God says you, you, you can keep your temper, come on, one of the fruits of the Spirit is temperance. It's, it's, it, it means not to lose everything you got on your kids. Come on. If, if, if that's true, then when my temper flares up, the Bible says you're to take that captive and demolish that stuff that sets itself up against what God says 
about you. So here's sort of what we're going to hone in on. Uh, when I was going to uh, church when I grew up, we had memory verses. You remember a memory verse? You remember that? I'm sure your kids probably have those when they come out of City Hills Kids today. Here's, I want you to have a memory verse. Listen, I want you to go home and I want you to write it in lipstick on your mirror. Unless you're a dude, and that's weird. Write it, you're like a psychopath. Write it in soap. If you're a dude, don't get lipstick, start writing stuff. Write it on your mirror. I want you to write Romans 12 and 2. Here's what it says. And be not conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to it, but be transformed. This is King James, so there's a ye in there. Be transformed. He said, here's how to transform your life. Listen, here's the secret for transformation. By the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good. And acceptable and perfect will of God. He said, if you want to transform your life, you're going to learn how to transform your mind. You're going to learn how to renew your mind. You, you, you and I have to, if we'll renew our minds and get our minds right, then our lives can be transformed. In a, in a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about, next week we're talking about stress and worry. Come on, how many of you feel like you're stressed out? All the time. Don't raise your spouse's hand. All the time. Money stress. Everything stresses us out all the time. We're talking about stress and managing stress without medication. Come on. Next week we're going to talk about managing stress. And, and, and then the week after that we're going to talk about fear. That's election week. Hopefully Jesus comes back before then. But if he doesn't and we have to actually elect somebody, then we're going to talk about fear uh, on election week. And um, But I, I want you to remember this. Here's what he said. You can transform your mind. You can transform everything about your life if you learn how to renew your mind. We, uh, we, we moved into a new house last year. We bought a new house. And we moved to Bernie in December. And not long after we moved into this new house, we moved from Austin. There were little spiders that came into our house. Anybody scared of spiders? Would you just, you just wave at me and say, man, I am terrible. Yeah. So I don't love spiders. i got to be honest with you. But my, my kids... Are, are terrified of so, and my wife is terrified of spiders. And so we had these little spiders, and they were little. What I thought they were, you know, just little bee spiders, and it was no big deal. And we just walk around, and we, you know, I, we would, I'd get rid of them, it'd be over with. And then, and the longer we lived there, a couple of weeks after living there, there were more and more. And then the months went on, and there were more and more. And then one one day, true story, one day I woke up, and there was a spider in the bed with me. I, I, I wanted to burn my whole bedroom down. I wanted to burn everything in my bedroom down. I'm not scared of spiders till you get off in my bed, okay? You get in my bed, we got a problem. Every I'm turning the whole house upside down. I'm pouring gasoline all over. I'm dousing my kids in gasoline. Everybody gets burned. Every Everything goes away. No, nothing can stand anymore. These are brand new clothes. Nothing can last in this house. You know what we did? We called the exterminator. That's what we did. We called the exterminator. So here's what we're going to do today. We're going to call the exterminator exterminator of mind monsters in your life because there's got to come a point in your life when you decide I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired I'm tired of waking up this way I'm tired of waking up always depressed I'm tired of crying all the time you know somebody that cries all the time I'm tired of crying all the time I'm tired of being down all the time I'm ready to get my joy back last week we said Stella can get her groove back I'm ready to get back in the groove I'm ready for my life to change and if you're going to do that you're go you have to have an exterminator You've got to have something in your life that changes that. And we're going to talk about that exterminator of mind monsters. See, here, here's the truth. If, 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 when we talk about exterminator of mind monsters, you've got to know this, that they will not just go away. You cannot just wake up one day and go, man, I'm just going to be better today. Everything's going to be okay. I couldn't just wake up and go, spider. I appreciate you being here. I love everything that you are as God's creation and whatnot. But could you, if you don't mind, could you move over there? No, no, no. I, I got to do something about it. Here's the truth. Spiders procreate. 
Okay, I don't know how. Don't ask me how. I don't want to know how. But they procreate. Let me tell you something else. Mind monsters procreate. The stuff in your mind, it, it's not just going to go away. It procreates. Negative assumptions, you know what they do? They procreate worry. And, and, and then worry creates fear. And then fears anxiety. And then, now you're worried about how much you're worried. You know what I'm talking about? Now you're scared about how scared you are. Now, now, now your fear has procreated and your worry procreates. And then, and, and then assumptions and anxiety creates insecurity. And then insecurity creates isolation. Then you start looking around like everybody's out to get you. You know somebody like that? You'll see them after church. I'm going to trip them when they don't sign up for connect groups. They, they sit in the back and they just kind of look around thinking, what's wrong with you? What are you doing to me? I, I know how you act. I don't like these people. I don't even know none of these people, but I don't like these people. I don't like them because I don't know them. I know, what, I know how you looked at me. I saw how you looked over here at me like that. Don't ever look at me like that again. That's why I hate churches. That's why I hate all people like you. I hate you. I hate everybody about here. I'm not ever coming back. And then you just get further isolated. Now, you're laughing, but listen, there's some people in this room that live their lives that way. And it's from job to job and relationship to relationship and church to church. And you know why? It's because those mind monsters have procreated in your mind to the point where you're so isolated that every, you cut yourself off from the rest of the world. You can't figure out how to get whole and how to get right. And we're going to call the exterminator in your life today. I, 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 want, you to, I want you to live free from that. You, you know, growing up, the, one of the greatest movies around Halloween, we talked about Halloween movies, which by the way, when you leave today, there's candy and treats again. Come on somebody. I love Halloween. If you come to City Hills, you will get two things, saved and fat. Come on. I'm going to feed you good. I promise you that. Somebody else can sell you diet pills, not at City Hills. You're gonna be, we're we're going to medicate on food just a little bit together. I love Halloween movies, and, and, and one of my favorite Halloween movies, it, 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 this, is, this is one of the greatest of all time. Do not try to argue with me. Don't, don't, don't write me an email and tell me afterwards. If, if you get Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Hal Ramis in the same movie, you get the best Halloween movie of all time. Come on, somebody. Ghostbusters, that's exactly right. That's the best movie in Halloween of all time. Not the new one. I love you, ladies, but it ain't supposed to be chicks. It's supposed to be Dan Aykroyd. It's supposed to be Bill Murray. That's the best Ghostbusters. Not Ghostbusters 3 and 4 and 6 or however many there are right now. I love this movie, the old movie in Slime. You remember this had with in, in Slime everywhere? Anyways, I love Ghostbusters movie, and, and this is the reason why. Because I like the idea that whatever's wrong with me, I can just call somebody, and they come in and handle what's wrong with me. Listen, I'm going to give you a tool today to handle what's wrong with you. I'm going to give you a tool today that you can call in somebody. We're, we're, we're going to get rid of those mind monsters. We're going to get rid of that thing, and, and we're going to talk about the exterminator, the ghost buster of mind monsters. If you're taking notes, I hope that you are. I want you to grab a pen, grab the back of your worship guide. I want you to write this down. Faith is the exterminator of mind monsters. Write this sentence down. The number one and all-encompassing benefit of faith in your heart and in your mind, is that it will not share space with mind monsters. Come on, that's on the screen behind me. I want you to write that down. The number one and all-encompassing benefit of faith, the number one reason for faith outside of your salvation, I'm not talking about putting your faith in Jesus to save you from your sin. I'm talking about after you're saved, the number one reason why that you and I must live a life of faith is because it will not share a space in your heart and your mind with mind monsters. It will not do it. If you'll fill your mind with faith and you'll fill your heart with faith, you cannot, you cannot be invaded 
by mind monsters. When faith increases, doubt starts to decrease. When faith walks into the room, worry walks out of the room. When faith stands up in your heart, sadness and despair and imaginations have to sit down in your life. When faith rises, your insecurity begins to shrink away. When faith is in residence, listen, mind monsters cannot stay in a life filled with faith. Now maybe you grew up not knowing what faith is all about. Maybe you grew up hearing sort of about that. Maybe you even tell people that you're a person of faith. But listen, it's a whole different matter to hear about faith and to talk about faith as it is to live a life full of faith in God. And there are people in the room today who struggle with your faith in God. And the reason why you struggle, there's a lot of reasons. The the main reason is, is because you've been let down. There's something in your life that happened that's negative and you think, man, if God was with me, we talked about that last week, if God was for us, why? Why all this? Why all the bad stuff? Why does everything happen the way that it happens if God's really for us and you struggled with faith? I want, listen, I want to be a faith healer today. Now, not, not a weird televangelist faith healer. I want you to walk out of here with your faith healed. I want you to walk out of here with, with faith that says, I can believe God again. That I can have faith that God's on my side. I can have faith that God's working behind the scenes when I don't know how. I'm going to fill my heart and fill my mind with faith today. Because the number one reason why faith has to fill your heart and fill your mind is because mind monsters will not stay and will not share the same heart, the same mind filled with faith. You know, the Bible encourages us to live a life of faith. The Bible encourages us to live a life of faith. Mark 11.22 says this, Have Faith in God. Romans 1 says the righteous will live by faith. Come on, shout faith. Come on, the righteous live by faith. Hebrews says this, without faith it's impossible to please God. The Bible says you and I have to live a life full of faith. Not only that, but the Bible refers to faith in various sizes and and proportions. You can have different kinds of faith and different sizes of faith. Matthew 8, Jesus is talking and He says this. He says to His disciples, O ye of Little faith. Oh, ye of little faith. And then he says in Luke 9, I have not found such great faith, the Bible would say. I haven't found such great faith. And then Luke 17, the disciples were praying and they said, Lord, increase our faith. And then Romans 10 says this, faith comes by hearing the word of God. In other words, you can have a little bit or you can have a lot. You you can ask God to increase your faith. Or you can have faith that's decreased. In other words, if it's possible to have a little and have a lot, if I want mind monsters eradicated out of my life, you and I have to have a lot. Say amen to that. All we have to do is ask God to increase that. All we have to do is say, God, I want to know how to put faith in my life. I want to know how to fill my mind with faith so that worry doesn't stay there. I want to know how to fill my heart with faith so that fear doesn't take over and stress doesn't take over. How do I do that. I, I want to read you a, an incredible passage. I normally don't read this long of a passage, but I love the way this uh, passage talks about faith. Hebrews 11, if you're new to the Bible, Hebrews, we don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews. It's, it's more than likely Paul writing it to uh, the Jewish brethren in Jerusalem. That's probably what happened. We don't know that for sure, but whoever wrote Hebrews, Hebrews 11 is called the chapter of faith. It's all about faith and not just not just about the practical side of faith, but it really gives you some personal examples of faith. This is the, the, the hall of faith. This is, this is sort of the hall of fame of people who live by faith. And, and you've probably heard this if you've been around church uh, any amount of time. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. 
The writer says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. He says, listen, if you want to know some tangible ways, if you want something to hold on to, substance that can get you through the hardest time in your life, it's going to be faith. If you want to know the thing that you can hold on to when you can't see anything else, he said, faith is the evidence of things that I don't see yet. I don't see a better job. I don't see a better marriage. I don't see me pass this deal. He said, listen, faith is that evidence that says, I don't see it yet, but I believe God's doing it. I don't see it in my, I don't currently possess it. I don't hold on to it. But there is a substance, there is evidence that I have. And then Hebrews 11 goes on to tell this remarkable story. The entire chapter is filled with people of faith. And here's the way that it says. It says, by faith, and then it gives you a story. So it says, by faith, Abel, and then tells you what Abel did. And then, by faith, Enoch, and then by faith, Noah, and Abraham, and Sarah, and Isaac, and Jacob. True story. It tells you all of their stories. And by faith, Moses, and by faith, Joshua, and by faith, Joseph. It just goes through story after story how God moves in their life by faith. And then listen. Toward the end of the passage, this is what I love. Toward, toward the end of uh, Hebrews 11, here's what the writer, he just sums it all up and he says, Hey, in case you're wondering whether faith could work for you, let me tell you what God did in their lives. Now listen close, Hebrews 11:32. He says, What more shall I say? This is not on the screen, I just want you to listen. What more can I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel and the prophets. He said, I still, I can't even tell you all their stories and what God did in their life. Verse 33 says, who through faith, listen close, through faith they subdued kingdoms and worked righteousness and obtained promises and stopped the mouth of lions and quenched the violence of fire and escaped the edge of the sword. And out of weakness they were made strong. And they became valiant in battle. And they turned to flight the armies of the aliens. And women received their dead raised again. He said, all of that stuff happened to these people by faith. All of that stuff in their life. And listen, you and I are sitting here today going, God can't work this out. I don't know if God can heal my marriage. I don't know if God can really make, I don't know if God can make this fear go away. It grips me every single night when I lay down and I close my eyes. I don't know if this is possible. Here's what the Bible says. It was. He said, all of that stuff's possible. He said, not just that. Let me tell you what they lived through. Let, let me tell you how bad it, it was. He said, others were tortured. I'm still reading your Bible. Not, others didn't accept deliverance that they might attain a better resurrection. Others had trial of mockings and scourgings. And they had chains and imprisonment. They were stoned and they were sawn in two. They were tempted and slain with the sword. They wandered in sheepskins and goatskins. They were destitute and afflicted and tormented. He said all of those people lived that kind of life. How? By faith. You and I need to know that faith is the only way that we're going to exterminate the mind monsters in our life. It's the only way you and I are going to live through the things that we live through. If the Bible says, listen, that's the stuff they had to live through. Some of them were physical. Some of it was literal torture. Some of it was mouths of lions and sawed in half. You know, that kind of stuff. Listen, but some of you have had that happen in your life where you feel like your heart was sawed in half when he left and she died. Some of us feel like that. that's what it feels like in my heart when fear takes over, when worry takes over. I know exactly those feelings of torment. Listen, of torment in my life. The Bible in Hebrews 11 says you can live through that by faith. Well, How do you do it? Give me some practical things. So here's what we're going to do. The next, the next 10 or so minutes, I'm going to give you some practices and principles to live by faith. 
I, I grew up with somebody preaching just like this. I love faith preaching. I believe in faith preaching. I believe in the gift of faith. One of the, one of the spiritual gifts is the gift of faith. I think I possess the gift of faith. I, I, I believe wholeheartedly that God can do anything. I pray for people that God would do anything in their life. And I, I wholeheartedly believe that He can. But listen, there's sometimes, I, I literally, I grew up thinking, I don't know what even that means. I don't know how to have faith. I don't know how I, how I literally, how I practically put into my heart the practice of faith. How do I call on faith in my life? Now listen, I think this is kind of cheesy what I'm going to do. And that's terrible when a preacher tells you that what I'm about to say is cheesy. But I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't use acronyms a lot. The first six or seven years of Brandy in my full-time ministry, we were in student ministry. And student ministry always, you know, you use acronyms. It's like fire, you know. Freaking people! I don't know. It's just terrible. I, what you F I R E? It's awful. It's I, I never believed in acronyms. We don't use that a whole lot. But I'm gonna give you an acronym for faith today. I'm gonna give you some practical principles to be able to decide. This is how I put faith into action in my life. You got your notes ready? You ready to take notes? Here's the first thing that you do. Here's the the very first thing that I think is important. You got to focus on the positive. You got to focus on the positive in your life. Listen, everything, this is how you have faith. This is how you build up. The Bible says to build up your most holy faith. This is how you do it. you got to focus on the positive in your life. Everything in this life has positives and negatives. Everything. Every marriage has good things and it has bad things. Every job has things you're going to love about it and things you're going to absolutely hate about it. Every single house that you go look at, when we went house shopping, we would make a list. This is what I love about it. This is what I hate about it. Here's how we bought a house. We just found the one that had the less things we hated about it. Everything's going to have positives and negatives. Here's what happens in life sometimes though. Here's why mind monsters take over your life. It's because you focus on the things that are wrong in your life. And whatever you focus on, write this sentence down. Whatever you feed grows. If you don't believe, just look at my profile. Come on. Whatever. <laughs> Some of y'all need to look at your own profile. Whatever it is you feed grows. Whatever you feed grows. If you feed the positive in your life, guess what? You're going to have a positive life. If you feed the negative in your life, guess what? Everything in the world's wrong. You ever met somebody like that? All they can find is what's wrong. They walk into church and the first, it's amazing to me. We're, we're, our church is five weeks old, which is incredible what God's doing in five weeks. I absolutely love it, love it, love it. And we're just getting started. Listen, I, in five weeks, I have received people who literally with tears fall on it and said, man, this church changed my life already. I, I, this is exactly what I needed. You Literally, somebody told me last week, God, you started this church for me. God brought you here to start this church for me and rescue me and in the exact same five weeks I've gotten emails that talk about how terrible it is this is never going to work what are y'all doing here just last week somebody caught me in a coffee shop and for 20 minutes told me why our church wasn't going to make it <laughs> literally in, in Starbucks I just was drinking caffeine I, just, I, I wanted to pour coffee on top of my head I just because some people focus it's amazing how people can see the exact same church some folks find what's right and some folks find what's wrong Here's what I'm going to do. If I'm going to eradicate mind monsters, if you and I are going to exterminate the things in our life that are driving us crazy, you're going to have to learn how to focus on the positive. If you want a better marriage, why don't you start finding what she does right instead of what she does wrong? Come on. Everybody, all the married guys look right here in my eyes. Why don't you start focusing on what's right about him instead of what's wrong about him? If, if, if you want a better job, how can you go to God with real faith in your heart if all you do is complain to God about what's wrong with your current job? 
What if you walked into Monday and said, God, this isn't exactly what I want, but I'm thankful for it. God, I get to go to work at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, and some people are up at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning going to work. I'm going to focus on the positive in my life. That's how faith is built in your life. You focus on what's right in yourself. You, you, you focus on the right things. If all you do is complain and whine about what's wrong, you will not increase faith in your life. If you struggle with faith, listen, I'm helping somebody who has struggled with faith This week, this month, this year, things have gone wrong. Things have turned around. You've got to learn how to focus on the positive and what's right in your life. You okay with that? Say amen. Here's the second thing. You've got to learn how to affirm yourself. You've got to learn how to affirm yourself. You've got to learn how to talk to yourself. Now, some folk, that's a different kind of mind monster, (laughs) talking to yourself. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about that kind of crazy talk, like where you just look in the mirror and just keep talking to yourself. I'm not talking about that. But there's got to come a time in your life when you and I learn how to self-talk. Do you know the person you listen to the most? Yourself. You think about it. You think about all the internal conversations you have in your head. Some of you are having them right now about me. <laughs> I can see it all over your face. Some of you are looking at the people next to you. Some of you don't want to look at the people next to you. and the, the, There's stuff inside of your brain. You listen to yourself. I listen to myself more than I listen to anybody else. So listen. If I listen to me more than I listen to anybody else, i got to start talking the right things to me. It's not enough to just come to church and let me tell you that God's going to do it. You've got to start telling yourself, God's going to do this. You've got to start self-talking. You've got to start affirming yourself. You've got to say, you know what? God's working on my behalf. I don't see it now, but God's going to answer. Anything's possible with God. You say, how do I do That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. You know what? Your Bible says that. Here's what Joel 3 and 10 says. He says, let the weak say, I'm strong. He didn't say that weak people would become strong people. That's not in your Bible. He says, while you're still weak, you've got to learn how to talk yourself up. You've got to learn how to talk yourself into where it is you want to be. He said, I, if you're weak, let the weak say, I'm strong. He didn't say you would become strong. He just said, while you're weak, you've got to affirm yourself that I'm strong in the Lord, that nothing's impossible with Him, that I'm the head and not the tail, that I'm going over and not under. Listen, if you want faith to rise in your heart, you got to talk yourself into it. Touch your neighbor and tell them, talk yourself into it. Talk yourself into it. you you got to learn how to talk yourself into faith. You can talk yourself right out of faith, and you can talk yourself right into faith. you got to learn how to talk yourself into the blessings of God. You can learn how to talk yourself into faith. If all that the devil hears coming out of your mouth is, this ain't never going to work. I'm as depressed as I've ever been. I don't like my kids. I sure don't like my husband. I don't like my job. This is the worst house I've ever got. I hate this little town. The traffic's terrible. Where did our Bernie go? I don't want Bucky's to come in. I don't even like this church. I don't like elementary schools. I don't like brown people, black people, white people. I don't like breathing people. I don't like nobody. I don't like beards. I don't like you. I don't like. If all that he hears you say out loud is that stuff that's wrong in your life, guess what? Your faith is going to keep decreasing. But what if you and I left church today saying, God's working on my behalf? I got a great marriage. Everything's going good in my life. I'm going to talk myself into faith. I'm preaching better than you're responding shout amen to that I'm going to talk myself into this I'm going to talk myself into a miracle I'm going to talk myself into the blessings of God I'm going to talk myself into faith you got to affirm yourself here's the third thing here's the I you got to imagine God doing something good in your life you got to imagine God doing something good in your life 
in Jesus' teaching on prayer, here's what he said in Mark eleven twenty four. He said, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Let me give you that again. Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it. It's past tense. Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. I struggled with this. Because I would pray and it wouldn't happen. And I would say, God, I, your word says, if I, whatever I ask in prayer, I believe that it's mine. Then I would have it and you didn't answer that prayer. So, so I, I, this is hard to reconcile what the Bible is saying in my life. Here's what he said. He said, listen, this wasn't about you just praying and uttering words that says, God, I believe you. He said, no, I want you to believe in your mind and in your heart that you have received it. He said, literally, I want you to imagine your life with this prayer answered. Your imagination and my imagination are some of the wildest, most bravest, most remarkable things that God gave us. I have a four-year-old little girl, almost five, and a two-year-old little boy. And he's, uh, he's shaped like a tree trunk. I, I told you that. He's as big, wise, he is tall. He's all boy. He, he just, and he's just starting. My little girl, is, she's got a huge imagination. She's big into make-believe, and she dresses up. And my little boy, at two, has just started you know, imagine you know his imagination running wild and sort of make believing. Well, the other day we're we, we are upstairs. They have, the kids have a playroom, not like they ever play in there, but anyway, they have a playroom where all their stuff is that they bring out everywhere else. And so they were in the playroom, and 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 little girl comes down. She comes down the stairs, and she's got gown. She's got a dress up gown on. Come on, little girl. She got a dress up gown on. She comes strutting off, talking about daddy. Look, I'm a princess. And just a couple of moments later, he just. <laughs> Little man comes, that's just the way he comes down the stairs. He just, he comes rolling out. Your boy's got a gown on, just like that, just walking, just like this. Talking about. Now we stopped that real quick. Like I'm just, I'm tell, I went out and bought him a fireman's suit. Okay, I told, you can play dress up right here, but listen, your imagination something. If, if you let your imagination run wild, some of you have imagined the worst possible life. And you know what you've done? You've gotten exactly what you imagined. Some of your imaginations have run wild. Some of you watch so much CNN and Fox News, your imaginations are crazy right now. You, just, you think if we elect Donald Duck or, or, or whoever, whatever we elect, whatever happens, you just, you've got imaginations about bomb shelters and food storage and all kinds of stuff. We're going to talk about fear. But let me tell you something. You and I have imaginations that can either create worlds that are full of fear or can create worlds that are full of faith. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use my imagination to imagine God doing something good in my life. When I pray, I'm going to believe that God has answered my prayer. I'm going to start living like God's answered my prayer. I'm going to start imagining. I'm literally going to daydream about it. There are times in my prayer. Listen, this is a true story. There are times in my personal prayer when I'll stop talking, which is I, I would advise you sometimes in your prayer to stop, and I'll imagine my life with God answering my prayer. I'll imagine a building full of people. Literally, this week, so help me God, I stopped and I saw it. I can tell you what the building's going to look like. I imagine thousands of people giving their hearts to Jesus. Campuses all over the hill country. I imagine our first worship album, come on, that we release, and there's a sound that comes out of the house. I, I, I imagine missions teams all over the world changing the world, literally affecting the nations out of the hill country. You know why? Because I, I let my imagination just run wild. Listen, if it's going to run wild anyway, why don't you make, why don't you make your imagination believe that God can do anything? I'm going to believe the good things. I got to hurry. Y'all just going to start preaching now. I'm almost done. 
I've been preaching this good the whole time. Y'all going to start preaching right here at the end. Make me want to preach more. Here's the T if you're taking notes. You got to trust God in everything. You got to trust God in everything. Here's the problem with trust. The problem with trust in people is that we have to earn it, right? Here's what we say. We say, I don't trust him because he, you know, he, he let me down or she let me down. And, and trust is conditional in our life. And it makes sense, you know what I mean? You wouldn't trust a guy who's cheated on you two or three times. Single girls, look at me. He, look at me. Come on, you don't have to trust that. He's going, we trust conditionally. And God demands trust unconditionally. Trusting God means even if you don't, I still believe you can. That's the hardest thing in the world to do. We conditioned our mind to trust conditionally. And so the thing that we put on everybody else, we put on God. That's why your Bible says His ways are not like our ways. He said He's not like a man that He can lie. That's what your Bible says. He said He can't let you down. It's impossible for God to fail you. But, but here's what we do. We conditionally trust God. And we say, God, if you'll answer this, then I'll trust you for the next one. God says, no, no, no. I want to know you'll trust me if I don't answer it the way you want me to. We've got to trust God in everything that we do. That's why your Bible says to Proverbs 3 and 5, says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Another translation says, don't lean on the stuff you can see. Some of us, the reason we struggle with faith is we lean on the stuff we can see. God says you got to learn how to trust with all of your heart. you got to learn what it means to trust God when you face disappointments. you got to learn how to trust God when you can't. When, when nothing else makes sense. I found this passage and I love this in Romans. Romans 11.33 says, Oh, the depths and riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. Listen close. I love that part. I love the depths and riches and wisdom and knowledge. And then he says, How unsearchable are his judgments. Listen. And his paths are beyond tracing out. Let me give you a, let me give you a rose translation. Sometimes you can't follow what he's doing. Romans said, his paths are beyond tracing out. You know, there's sometimes in my life when I wish I could just trace his path. I wish I could just figure out which way he's going. God, if you could just if you could give me a road map, I could follow it. I promise you I could. If you could just show me which turn to take here and there. If you would just give me the destination, I, I would be able to sort of follow that map. And the Bible says his ways are so far, but his judgment is so good. But listen, his paths are untraceable. So write this sentence down. An old man of God told me this a long time ago. I say it all the time. When you can't track him, you can trust him. When you can't track Him, you can trust Him. My musicians are coming. There's some, there's some times in your life when you try to track God. When you, when you try to just say, God, I wish I could trace where you're going. I wish I could just track sort of what's happening. I wish you would just show me where you're at. And God says, listen, there's just some, some places I can't take you. You couldn't handle it if I brought you with me. Moses sees God. The Bible said that he passed before him. G G Moses asked God, would you just pass before me? God says, I'll tell you what I'll do. I can't look at you in the face. You can't handle it. He said, I'll just show you. The, the King James says, my hinder parts. Better translation says, I'll show you behind as I pass after it's already done. Listen, that's most of the time I see God is after it's already done. And then I go, oh, oh, that's what he was doing. Oh, that's where he was. He said, I can't show you face to face. You can't handle it face to face when you can't track him listen you can trust him here's the last thing here's the H 
hope you're taking notes. I, I told you I don't like acronyms. It's, I know it's cheesy, but I, I want to help you build your faith. I want to give you some practical tools you can, you can hold on to to build your faith. You've got to focus on the positive. You've got to affirm yourself. You've got to imagine that God can do anything and God's doing good things. You've got to trust God in everything. That's the way you build up your most holy faith. Here's the last thing. You've got to hope for the best. You've got to hope for the best. In, in, in the Bible, hope is not, listen, in the Bible, hope is not wishful thinking. The biblical definition of hope is the expectation of good. It is literally, I'm expecting that God's going to answer. That's what, that's biblical hope. Our hope is, is, is maybe it turns out, boy, I sure hope it turns out. I hope things go okay. I hope my kids come home one day. I, I hope my marriage makes it through. I hope we can get a better. I hope things turn around. No, 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 no. God says when you hope, He says to hope in God. That's what your Bible says. When you hope in God, here's what you do. You expect my kids are going to come home. My kids are going to give their hearts to Jesus. I raised them right. I raised them to come to church. They're going to come back to God. I know that they are. I expect that to happen. I'm expecting God to heal me. I know the doctor says it's not possible. I know everything looks bad. But I expect good things in my life. That's what hope is. It's expecting God to do things. Listen, there's some people in this room who have had a low expectation of your life. And mind monsters have attacked you because of your low expectation. And I've come to tell you today on the second week. The exterminator. The thing you got to call. Come on, who, who, who are you going to call when, when, when it's late at night and your mind closes? Your eyes close, I'm sorry, but your mind stays open. And it's running. I don't know if that happens to you. When, when my eyes close, my mind starts. I'm thinking, man, where have you been all day, buddy? <laughs> where, where's all that stuff been? My mind just races. Last night it was all night long. This morning, four o'clock in the morning, I was up thinking about you, praying for you, asking God to deliver you, asking God to touch your kids, asking God to fill the house. Why? Just so we can build? No, no, no. Is it is it about big buildings or thousands? No, 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 no. It's it's, it's about all the broken people in this world. It's about all the people in the hill country who who need hope and life, who've gone to churches that are dead, dry, and cold, and they they want to experience life. I was up early praying about it. those mind monsters trying to tell me you're not able, you're not qualified, it's not gonna work, it's not gonna happen. I said, No, 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 no. No, I, I'm gonna believe God. I'm gonna believe what God told me about you. I'm gonna eradicate those things in my mind. Listen, there's some of you who need the exterminator of faith in your life. It's the only thing that's gonna work. It's the only thing. The next two weeks, I'm gonna give you some practical stuff about stress. About handling stress. Uh, and then we're going to talk about fear. I'm going to talk about how to overcome fear and really what fear is and where it comes from. We're going to talk about the spirit of fear. I believe wholeheartedly there's a spirit from hell that's called fear. There's a spirit of fear that will attack your mind. We're going to talk about that. We're going to do that on election week. <laughs> Come on, we're going to talk about fear. There's some of you that, that this is the only thing that's going to work. This is the only thing that's going to work. I'm giving you the punchline two weeks in. Is you got to have faith. You gotta, you, you, you gotta eradicate the mind monsters in your mind of worry, doubt, insecurity. It's believing in God. It's trusting God. It's hoping, expecting God to move. It's affirming yourself. Some of y'all need to walk out of here and just talk to yourself. Your wife's gonna be like, "What is wrong with you?" I'm just listen. I'm just telling myself that things gonna get better. Things gonna. Get... Some of you gonna get up in the morning, and look in the mirror, and say, "This is not the way it's always gonna be. Things are gonna get better." Things are going to work out. God's working on my bed. Stuff I don't see, God, you're doing. Uh, would you stand all over the house?
Faith is exterminator mind monster. It's the thing that, that will change everything in your life. It's the thing that will eradicate those mind monsters. With, with your eyes closed, maybe you're in the, in the room today and you're thinking, man, I need this in my life. I know what it's like to struggle with my fear. Nobody's looking around. I know what it's like to struggle with insecurity. I know what it's like to struggle. I know what, I know what it's like for mind monsters to take over in my life. I am I, living what you're talking about. I'm living in that place of torment where nothing seems right. Everything seems to be going wrong and I need faith to rise in my heart. If that's you, nobody's looking around. If that's you, I want you to just raise your hand and say, man, I need that. I need that. I need that. Come on. Hands are raised all over the house. I need that faith. Come on. Keep your hands raised. I need that faith to rise in my heart. Now, I want everybody in the room to put both of your hands in the air. I want you to begin to pray out loud. I, I, I can't pray this for you, but I can pray it with you. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you right now. God, I surrender my heart to you. God, I surrender. God, I believe you for the best. God, let faith rise in my heart. Father, I release the gift of faith in every person. Hundreds of people in the house, I release faith into their minds. I release faith into their hearts. I pray the gift of faith would start operating. God, that they would begin to believe the report of the Lord and not the report of the enemy. God, that they could begin to trust God when they can't track Him. God, that they would begin to affirm themselves, saying out loud, I will say of the Lord that He is my strong tower, that I can run into Him and there's safety in Him, that I may be weak, but I'll say that I'm strong. God, I believe You for expectation to rise. God, that I'm going to go into this week expecting the best. God, I surrender my heart. God, I give you my everything. God, I repent. God, I give you everything in my life. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for faith to rise in me and for mind monsters to leave. In Jesus' name. Now keep your head bowed. Nobody moving. Nobody looking around. Nobody moving. Nobody looking around. If you've never given your heart to Jesus, today's the day. If you've never surrendered completely, repented of your sins, said, God, I can't do this without you. I got to have you. I'm not right. I know my heart's not right. God, I got to get saved. I got I to gotta cross that line of faith. God, this is just the beginning, but I got to do it. If that's you, I want you to pray out loud. Come on, everybody's praying it with you. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I repent and I turn to you. God, I believe because of the cross, you can save me. I believe you purchased my salvation. I believe I can be free. I believe I can live whole. I believe I can be healed. So I surrender to you today. I do an about face. I give you my whole heart. I dethrone me on the, on the seat of my heart. I put you as Lord of my life. Would you save me today? Would you build me new today? God, I, I, I'm not going to get it all right. I'm not, I'm not going to be perfect, but I'm going to start today. i got to start somewhere, and today's the day that I start. God, I give you my everything. I surrender my heart to you today in Jesus' name. Come on, in Jesus' name. Everybody shout amen to that. Come on, let's give God a shout of praise all over the house. Come on, raise your voice and give Him praise for people that said yes.